This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And if you listen to the show or if you've been listening to the show, you know I'm always trying to get to the really important issues that are brought out by the stories of the week. Stuff that we need to know as uh, as self-governing people, people who want to defend our rights, our liberty from those who would abuse it. And I really have no patience for the soap opera stuff, which dominates the news 24-7. Oh, my gosh, I can't stand it. But a lot of times, those those are 90% distraction, but 10% planting ideas in your mind about... Uh, you know, propaganda that is trying to promote an agenda. And some of the of the news this week, I think, has gone to and last week has gone to what I see as a fundamental change. I just played a clip by Michael Chertoff, who was the Homeland Security Secretary, the second one saying that we he wants to fundamentally change the legal architecture of this country. And when I hear people uh, like in the Gina Haspel hearing or the Stacey Abrams debate say, if uh, would you obey uh, an order that you did not think was right? Or you hear the guys who got arrested at Starbucks saying, I quote, rules are rules, but right is right. When you hear all this stuff... I, and another thing is when, like this week, Schneiderman, the attorney general of New York, stepped down because women accused him of stuff that he is denying. And this is happening over and over and over again. There are allegations out there that uh, bring out that that people are basically forfeiting their rights to defend themselves. They are actually giving up. They're punishing themselves in the only way they can could be punished without going to jail or being fined by the government by giving up their livelihoods. And uh, I actually came upon a quote um, that was like spot on and by a woman I never heard of, but who's a very interesting person. So I'm going to indulge myself for just a moment and and read her quote and tell you about it. And then we're going to get to some tweets. Uh, It's by a woman named Margaret Chase Smith. I wonder if anybody's heard that Binkley, my producer Binkley here is waiting eagerly with some tweets to read. Have you ever heard of Margaret Chase Smith? No. All right. This is her quote, and then I'll tell you who she is. I think that it is high time that we, you know what, I'm going to tell you who she is first. She is, uh, she was a United States politician. She lived from 1897 to 1995. Wow. Uh, She was a member of the Republican Party. She served as a U.S. representative, so a congresswoman from 1940 to 1949, and a U.S. senator from 1949 to 1973 from Maine. She was the first woman to serve in both houses of the United States Congress and the first woman to represent Maine in either. A moderate Republican, she was among the first to criticize the tactics of McCarthyism. In her 1950 speech, Declaration of Conscience, and it's from that speech that this quote comes. She also 
was the first woman to be placed in nomination for the presidency at a major party's convention. She ran for uh, president in 1964. I mean, and I never even heard of this chick. She's a pioneering Republican politician chick. She must not have paid a lot of attention to her kids. Happy Mother's Day! Way to bring in Mother's Day! I love it! I I have to say it, I don't think in, in her little uh, wiki box, at least not what I printed out, do I know if she has kids or not? I guess it's not relevant. Thank you for that microaggression, Mr. Binkley. Um, so this is her quote. I think that it is high time that we remember that we have sworn to uphold and defend the Constitution. I think that it is high time that we remembered that the Constitution, as amended, speaks not only of the freedom of speech, but also of trial by jury instead of trial by accusation. And I really, I feel like this, this, these guys stepping down and forfeiting their rights to trial by jury voluntarily, they are... They're setting a precedent that a decent person, that morality is above, the, is like bigger than the law. But these people are all saying they're innocent. They're really, they're saying that allegations need to be considered sacred rather than your right. Now, somebody who did not voluntarily acquiesce to giving up his rights was Bill Cosby. So 12 years ago, Bill Cosby settled with a woman in a civil case. He gave her, I think it was three and a half million dollars. Uh, as part of that case, there was a deposition where he talked about giving women quaaludes with whom he wanted to have whatever extramarital relations. And uh, and under a, a promise from the state that they would not um, prosecute him. He settled this. So he gave up his Fifth Amendment right. And actually, the prosecutor at the time said we had to assure him that we weren't going to prosecute him so that he would be not be giving up his Fifth Amendment right in cooperating with the woman who accused him. So it was all worked out. The justice, you know, this woman was satisfied. And Cosby gave up his Fifth Amendment right and his right to trial uh, by settling with this woman. And later, a judge recently, so this was 12 years ago, so I don't see any circumstance under which the statute of limitations had not run out on that anyway. 12 years later, uh, a judge unseals that saying, and this is what's amazing. I've been saying that Cosby is being, I, I, I have no, no idea what crimes he's committed or not. Um, but the fact that there are many, many allegations against him, I'm not even... You know, I, I'm getting out of the habit of thinking that a pile of allegations has more weight than no allegations because it's only the stuff that gets convicted. So so the judge. So I feel like he is he was being railroaded. This stuff was completely out of the news for like nine years until he was going to come up with another show. And then all of a sudden Gawker, then Newsweek, then a comedian, Hannibal Burris really made this story explode and uh, a judge unsealed those records. The new prosecutor decided to prosecute Cosby on this um, in the criminal court on this case that was settled in civil court and use his uh, deposition in which he effectively waived his Fifth Amendment rights uh, based on a, an agreement by the by the government of that time to convict him. And the judge unsealed those records saying that Cosby was not just a public figure, but he was effectively a public servant 
because of his comments on politics. Now, this is absolutely upside down because as a private person, he, Cosby, was exercising his First Amendment right to political speech. As a public servant, you're, you have authority from government so that your, what you say and do can actually has the force of law or can lead to that to take away people's rights. So to say that Cosby exercising his First Amendment rights to political speech made him the equivalent of a public servant who did not have the protections of the First Amendment or the pre- or the presumption of privacy in these uh, personal revelations. The the judge said it was important to point out what a piece of crap Cosby was so that he would lose political influence. I mean, that's like almost obviously it's not verbatim, but it's almost verbatim. Um, and that's what so. So they really took away his rights. And if you talk to people about Cosby, I think many people, if not most, will say, but he was so bad. You know, he was so bad. They finally got him good. And I say, of course, they're going to use as a precedent to remove your rights somebody who's bad. They're not going to take somebody who's good because everybody would fight up against it. Right. So they take the guy they know is bad. They probably they found this deposition. So they knew that was going to be the case that was going to stick. And. Uh, and this, I am saying, is a very terrible precedent, just like the Michael Cohen thing, raiding his office and taking those those uh, privileged um, documents. And, and what this stuff, it, it actually, uh, I'm loath to say it, but historically the left has been the one who has said they had defended these kind of civil liberties and... Uh, you know, defends the criminals' rights and everything. So that this stuff is coming at the left. So the Me Too thing is the Cosby thing. Trump is the Cohen thing. It's getting the left to say, well, we don't really need these protections when things are this bad. So I don't know if that's too much to digest. Binkley, is that too much? Am I making sense here? Yeah, it makes sense. It's All right. Basically, I, I, if it's a bad guy, then people go, oh, who, who cares about the rights? Right, but that's a precedent. Yeah. You know, and and then it's gone. And then you've got a crisis of law and stability. um, And and you get what Michael Chertoff is asking for. Congress to have a bipartisan restructuring of the legal system because it's collapsing. Why is it collapsing? Because we're not adhering to it. We're undermining it on purpose. It's a perfectly good fundamental. It's when you violated uh, i trial by jury i have a list of 25 quotes here about how vitally important trial by jury is including nullification so the jury can nullify the underlying law that's wrong you can't go to jail even if you broke a law if the jury decides the law they don't like it you know it, a jury can keep you out of jail and that is absolutely critical i don't even like plea bargains because it's a moral hazard they'll threaten you with a lot of stuff just to get you to waive that right uh, so, but I do want to hear a couple of those tweets if it's not too late, Binkley. Let's hear them. I have a tweet from Mysterio who tweets, remember Obama saying that we needed a new system? Constitution now is negative saying what government can't do to you, but we are the ones saying what government can do to you. Yes, I do. I had forgotten that, um, but I do remember it now that I'm reminded of it. And, uh, that just that's that concept 
overturns when you're talking about a new legal architecture. Now you're talking about a new uh, premise of the legitimacy of governments. It's that old thing I always talk about Plato versus Aristotle. If the government, if the unit, if the society is the is the basic moral unit, it can do whatever it wants to do for the collective. But if it's the individual, and of course, who wants to go to jail unjustly? Everybody in their heart of hearts knows it's the individual justice that that you really need and want. So, um, and leave us on a high note as we take a quick break and come back for more. Bankley, what you got? I have a tweet from Jen who says, a great mom is a grizzly bear who sometimes likes to cuddle. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to mull that over on this break and uh, give you my reaction. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. This will not stand, you know? This aggression will not stand, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. It's Mother's Day weekend, and I'm reflecting on the tweet that Binkley read to me before the break that mom is like a grizzly bear who sometimes likes to hug. And I have to say, the as my kids get older, I used to just only hug. I was like the fuzzy monkey and that rhesus monkey thing where there's like a wire monkey, a monkey covered in fur, and a real monkey. And the wire monkey was terrible. Their, their kids got all... couldn't function in society, but the furry wire monkey was almost as good as a real monkey and i always thought well as long as i hug my kids you know I'm like 80 percent there but now that they're getting older i realize like you can't just be friends you have to be strict and oh, it's really annoying so there's less hugging more discipline that's kind of annoying um you got any other uh tweets for me binkley i have an interesting headline all right New law makes it illegal for Kansas cops to have sex during traffic stops. <laughs> That's the only reason to speed, right? Dude, are we descending into like morning zoo territory? Hey, this is real news. <laughs> is it real? It Nothing is real news, actually. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, I did not know that that was a thing. But I, I guess they have dash cam night in the in Kansas. The old policy, you know? Get the rookie in the there. Old footage. They probably have a, like a million subscribers on their YouTube for the <laughs> dash cam. <sighs> anyway, let's get serious, though. After the break, I want to actually, you and I had a little bit of a dispute about the Cosby case. So I want to talk to you about that. After the break, but I'll talk to you too. 800 WSB Talker. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. You maniac! You blew it up! On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. And uh, it is Mother's Day weekend, and I do have a new appreciation for my mom who had nine kids. I only have three, and uh, man, they are giving me a run for my money. So I am. So let's Binkley, my producer here, always ready with uh, deep thoughts, headlines, clips, and tweets. So let's do a couple of tweets because I want to stick with our deeper topics, but I also want to give shout-outs to moms. Keep in uh, front of mind what we appreciate about our unsung mothers. All right, I have one from JJ who tweets, a great mom 
is the rock that your children journey into the world from knowing you're there when they need you, even after you're gone? That is, that's a deep thought that's deep, from JJ. Definitely. That's super deep. I might have to mull that one. Put that on a card. Yeah, I might have to look at that, like, revisit that tweet, which I do. I, it's kind of, You think tweets are throwaway. I literally go back and read and sometimes reread yeah. all the tweets I get during the show. So uh, that's very interesting. Yes, thank you. And uh, I don't know if I'm a rock, but I'm well-meaning. I'm really trying to learn how to be a good mom, but it's absolutely what my dad used to say, on-the-job training. Boy, is it ever. To your children, you're a rock. Maybe. They do think that I'm way stronger than I am. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, but I do like to think, I, it's the same age old thing when I, my, my daughter, I'm like, you know, when you have a daughter, <laughs> she's going to talk to you like that and you're going to feel bad. <laughs> so maybe things do stay the same after all. I thought this was all new territory, but probably at the basics. See, maybe the fundamentals don't really change. So, okay. You got something a little deeper? Yeah, I have one from CE5 who tweets, Dead men tell no tales. Three Broward County Sheriff Office police officers mysteriously die. Oh, I saw that. I looked into that. Um, I had not seen that before uh, somebody tweeted it at me. And actually, the th- I think it's just two of them who uh, are relevant. Here's the story. I thought it was fake. I went to Snopes, which did not do a good job of debunking. Yeah. Snopes is like it taught the formula of the Snopes article I read about this stuff was exactly Binkley what you have explained to me about Snopes. Like they define the so-called conspiracy theory like very narrowly, and then they debunk that narrow thing. Yeah. But I did not believe that two Broward County sheriff's deputies died in April. That's what I thought was weird, but they did. So Broward County is where the Parkland shooting happened on Valentine's Day. And these two uh, deputies died in April, and, and there were similarities in that there was no cause of death given. They were both described and apparently physically and mentally healthy. There was just no, it made no sense. And, and to the extent that people don't believe in conspiracy theories because they say, well, somebody would talk or whatever, when things like this happen, it's like, well, yeah, if they, if this is what happened when you talk, nobody's going to talk. So, like, the conspiracy theories may be true, and they are kept quiet because you nail a squirrel to a tree or whatever. But I, I don't want to diminish because these guys seemed like very good guys, and uh, I don't want to disrespect them in any way. I will say, if you were, like, I, I was not satisfied by these Snopes debunking that there was any relationship with the Parkland thing because... First guy, first there was no cause of death given, and then later it was it was that he died of cancer. But his obituary says he died suddenly, and his pictures from Facebook, the guy was, talk about a rock. That guy was like the rock. <laughs> he was ridiculous. So it, it, I can't believe, you know, there's definitely questions about whether it could have been cancer. And, um, and he was the one who posted... He posted on Facebook pictures of David Hogg. Like, do you ever see that picture of like David Hogg as a Nazi? Or yeah, you know, it's like it's awful. Uh, Nazi references are awful. But he reposted that picture, probably in bad taste. But he was an advocate of Second Amendment rights, and he was saying that his 
the sheriff's department he worked for was exploiting this tragedy to diminish the Second Amendment rights. I don't I don't think there's any dispute that that's what this guy did. Okay, so is that going to get you killed? I don't know. But the other guy didn't do anything like that. However, I did a little, little digging, and it did not say this in the Snopes article. Uh, he worked at the jail where Nicholas Cruz is supposedly being held. So there are five jails in Broward, and this guy worked at the jail, the main jail, which is where Nicholas Cruz was. So... Uh, you know, maybe you see stuff or learn stuff or talk to the guy. I really don't know. I mean, it's it's not. The Snopes article says, well, the authorities have not said there was anything suspicious about these deaths. So obviously there isn't. But but the authorities are the ones who are the suspects. Yeah. So you can't you can't use that. You know, Snopes. What's crazy to me about Snopes and people take it as an ultimate authority. I hear it cited on CNN all the time. And and it's actually there. It's supposed to. I mean, it does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Like it says, it's giving you the truth, and it actually buries the truth. It's there to bury the truth. Yeah, consider the logic. They are able to conduct and conclude an investigation, something that the police involved have not been able to do, and they're able to do it from hundreds of miles away behind their computer without actually being there. Like we can't. You know yeah. what I mean? I did more research than they did. I came up with more stuff than they had. Yeah, they're a You know con. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I just, there was no reason for it because I came up with more information and actually stuff that contradicted what they were saying. So, um, and they implied that these guys committed suicide. They actually say almost that outright, that usually when no cause of death is given, you can presume it was a suicide. People are going to start refusing the conclusion of police officers and investigators and say, nope, Snopes already concluded something else. Yeah. I mean, that's how they're doing Wiki. Facebook and YouTube both refer to Wiki as the ultimate arbiter of truth. Wiki, which is mocked because it's just a bunch of, it's everybody. Anybody can go in and change it, right? Supposedly, but that's not true. There's a there's a tribunal, right? Did you see that? There's like a, or a 15-person board who decides what truth is the truthiest no i didn't on see wiki that. oh yeah 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 yeah. it was like an article in the form of a whitewash i think in the wall street journal but now i'm kind of drifting off away from a couple of the topics i wanted to get to first of all i want to actually before we we get into our differences over the cosby thing i wanted to just finish up those clips i was playing because i, I just want to demonstrate what i've been hearing what i hear when i hear this stuff so that you never, the Gina Haspel CIA confirmation hearing went on for hours and hours and hours. And they never pull out what I think is meaningful and stuff you look forward to. You and I, Binkley, do it a lot on our podcasts. People can go to propagandareportdaily.com to find our podcast. We'll go through, I'll listen to like a four hour, I always do it on two times speed on YouTube, but I'll listen to all of Jeff Sessions, all of Comey, all that stuff. And you see what's coming because they talk about it. And, uh, and it's never pulled out by the mainstream media. So... So when I listen to those uh, things, I hear something different from what you hear. So that's why I want to play some of the stuff for you. But I want to finish up with the with the Michael Chertoff stuff because he's really talking about. Uh, I want to. Clip four tells us how. You know when you blur the lines between enemy combatant and criminal. Uh, so criminal law gives you rights. But, like, law of war 
you can't go into another country and like adjudicate what soldiers do and everything. It's a very different thing. And I believe the 14th Amendment guarantees anybody on our soil these rights, even if they're not a citizen. Uh, So I have kind of an appreciation for you have to keep it separate. And if you're not like a government actor, you're actually a pirate. And there's letters of mark and reprisal in the Constitution to address that. So these these distinctions are actually really important in preserving our individual rights. That's why the Gitmo thing is a little sketchy is that you really don't want you don't know if those guys are in there because they know about u.s covert operations or because they're terrorists but they're being held you know indefinitely so these are the kind of you don't want them to blur the lines because then they can just call you whatever you know call you a name and take away your rights so i want to hear clip four from chertoff now you write in your book about calling you call this a generational challenge mm-hmm. unquestionably the threats we face constitute a generational challenge to our nation what do you mean by that what i mean is that uh... Tw- the 21st century is a different kind of warfare than the 20th century 20th century we were used to having uh... massed armies you know the enemy came over the hill you could see uh, the cloud of dust uh... people wore uniforms and there were a set of rules and principles that were very clear 21st century is different the enemy is networked the line between the military and the criminal has really been obliterated. Uh, we have to use a combination of defense and law enforcement. We can't choose one or the other. So we're facing a new kind of warfare. Uh, it's unfortunately leveraged by the technological revolution, which means that a smaller and smaller number of people can do more and more damage, as we saw in 9-11. And that means we have to completely retool and reconfigure our strategy and our our menu of options in dealing with this kind of threat. We can't afford to have uh, boxes and silos anymore. We have to have an open architecture for how we deal with this uh, new, very, very dangerous challenge. These think tank guys are so, they're such smooth talkers. They act like everything. They can say the craziest thing. So, frankly, I don't know if we'll get to these clips, but you have some clips of the very highest level of English think tankery saying, well, I just like to destroy countries. <laughs> yeah. And everybody like has yeah. a good laugh. It's like, yeah, you can't, laughing doesn't make it not terrifying. Yeah, and the guy who says that is the person who alerted John McCain to the Steele dossier. Oh, so if he wants to destroy countries, he's working on it. Well, what this clip, there's a lot of really important stuff in that clip that uh, we will play it again over the years as our as his evil plot unfolds. But one of the things he talks about is how technology is the reason that we can't treat people like criminals, which would involve personal identification and evidence, all that kind of stuff, because they have this technology that makes them like terrifyingly powerful. But we're the ones who create all that technology, and it's just like conventional warfare. We, we, we spend half the defense dollars of the world, so we create all of the cutting-edge weaponry, and we distribute them around the world, and then we have enemies. You know, then people switch sides like, oh, we've got to up the ante. We need another trillion dollars a year because all these guys have these crazy, like, amazing weapons. Like, oh, but they all say, like, made in USA. You can literally see some of them that say made in USA. Uh, And, like, we just had a a Trump had or authorized or arranged an AI, artificial intelligence conference in the White House. And they're like, what are we going to do about this emerging thing and and if you look at the CIA's venture capital arm InQtel it's like all AI they're creating the great you know what they call the greatest threat to mankind so you got to wonder what they're really up to it's not them fighting the stuff because they're creating the stuff it's them wanting to institute the future world that they're going to run i know it sounds scary 
Anyway, let's. Uh, I got. I got some. Bring it to the here and now. After the break, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that on News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB. What is more American than mom and apple pie? There is baseball. Gwinnett Stripers baseball is a great family value all summer long. And now WSB's Clark Howard is getting you a Clark Smart ticket price on May 23rd at Cool Ray Field. $9.95 for infield box seats. And Clark will throw out the first pitch. Clark Howard night features the Gwinnett Stripers versus the Durham Bulls May 23rd at 7.05 p.m. Go to GoStripers.com for tickets and use promo code Clark. So, uh, let's, uh, is your brother still on the, uh, Durham Bulls, Pinkley? I think he might be the oldest <laughs> player <out>. in minor <laughs> league history, if that were the case. Did he end up being a manager or anything? No. He's no longer doing this. That's what I try to tell my son when he's, like, upset about losing a baseball game. I'm like, you know, even if you make it, like, almost all the way to the top, it's still going to end up doing something else so don't worry about it too much anyway but we have lots to talk about and um and we've got another hour to talk about it and i really want to dig into uh our disagreement on the bill cosby stuff so um or your take your personal insight i'm not sure it's a disagreement we don't know yet we haven't hashed it out so let's hash it out next 800 wsb talk 404-872-0750 or you can tweet at me at monica perez show Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.